Get your cup of joe ready. We have a lot to talk about. So today I'm joined with Zach Anaya, an incredible photographer that we're going to be interviewing today. Zach, would you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah. Hey guys, my name is Zach Anaya. I'm a travel photographer and videographer. Um, I've been doing this for about three years to three and a half, so not that long. Uh, four sports in my life, just kind of very athletic all around and did through the Fire Explorer Academy. And so, but yeah, here I am and... On the morning, Cup of Joe podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. It, uh, I'm excited to have you, man. You said you played a lot of sports? Yeah, I played a lot of sports. I've, uh, I played four sports in my life. Uh, I'm like, I'm 21, and I've literally, like, all my childhood was always in a sport. I was in, it was a four years of baseball, travel baseball, four years of soccer, two years of water polo, and then eight years of swimming. Okay, so you're 21, I'm 23. That's, uh, we're close in age. I like that. Is water polo tough? I've never played it. I'm from a small town in Nevada. Yeah, water polo, uh, it's pretty much like, I don't know, how do I say it? It's like, like soccer or football. I don't know, but just with the speedo and you have no more like padding or anything, just you're in the water and yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's really, it's a little hard for people sometimes, but, uh, it's fun. I like it. Well, the challenge is what's great about the sport. Where are you from? I am from Chino Hills, little outside town of the city uh, in California, Southern California, actually. Okay, a lot of the a lot of the creators that I interview are from California, New York City, and it just makes me want to like move there because I'm I'm moving into my RV. I got an RV a little bit ago, and I'm going to be traveling around, right? But until then, I'm just in small town Nevada, and uh, yeah, I mean, I played. Uh, four sports as well. I did football. I ran track. I wrestled, and then uh, after you know high school, when I went into the Marine Corps, I started playing rugby. I will tell you, rugby is something else. Oh, I've seen I've seen like tournaments and games like that. I mad respect to those guys for sure. Dude, I literally I love it. Like if I could play it every day, I would. Seriously, it's great. But to to get right into the podcast, you know. Um, I just want to ask you, like, what made you want to pursue creation? You said you've been creating three years. What made you want to pursue that? Like, how did you know that was something that you wanted to do? And do you consider yourself more photographer, videographer, filmmaker, uh, whichever? And why? Um, yeah, I, it's only been three and a half years now. It's kind of a, to me, it's a shocker because, like, I've been just moving so quickly and just kind of forget about age. I mean, that's a good part, but at times it can be like a little still. Um, yeah, it's about... End of junior year high school, senior year high school is probably the time I've kind of just took on everything. Um, not really many people knew about it, just more so me learning and kind of self-teaching myself about the cameras and then taking two advanced classes of video in high school. Um, but yeah, I was, I, was in, I was in a little pickle at the end of high school. I was, didn't know what I wanted to do. I was really good in just different areas. I was in the Fire Explorer Academy at the time for Chino Valley. And then also I graduated from the Top Explorer Academy up in Barstow, California. Um, so I was pursuing to be a paramedic through college. And then at the same time, I was also in swimming. So I was in, like, I literally was like probably 24-7 in the water, like almost every day in high school. I had water polo for high school. I had swimming for high school. And then I had club swim at the same time. Um, so it was just, I was literally just doing whatever I can in whatever areas that I thought I was good at until I found something. And after just doing it, just like the love for video and photo actually just came from hiking. I was always a person that always stayed in like my room because of like gaming, uh, growing up and just to start doing hikes with my brother kind of just got me going up. And just for me, I fell in love with landscapes and like landscapes, I've never been to these countries like New Zealand or Iceland and stuff, but just seeing those pictures is what really captures like my kind of awe. And yeah, so senior year of high school kind of just went by and me learning so much from it and all the programs. So once I graduated, I uh, did a little small like halftime job as a lifeguard and swim instructor, saved a bunch of money up and then just kind of took it on to Oregon and then Actually, after Oregon, I uh, got a hold of a guy from Instagram from Hawaii, and he actually knew a lot of people out here in LA. So from there, we just kind of uh, we met up, 
uh, for the first time. Um, just doing what I can with, with the money I had, even though it was like really low. Um, and then, yeah, I just, from there, just started meeting like people. And then it led to literally my first trip that year at the end of the year. It was probably January. No, it was probably December. Uh, I went to Japan for two weeks. So it just kind of, everything just started kicking off like really quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, as I do consider myself as a photographer, that's like my strongest point of, I mean, that's where it started. So like, that's literally like, I can back bounce that on so hard. But as for video, how that came apart was more so kind of just kind of picking up the camera and using it to the best of the ability you can for just clients in general. And so if they want a video, I literally just do whatever I can to learn about it or learn about After Effects or learn about animation and just so that way they're happy, you know, and usually from a client, if you do really good, uh, that can lead to other and bigger connections. Um, but from there, I just kind of over the course of 2017, which is when I started, um, to now, it's just kind of, I've started as a videographer, just uh, kind of going and shooting and just shooting whatever I can and just learning every aspect. I learned just through every style that people do on IG so I can be very like uh, flexible when it comes to like any shoot on a trip or for a client. Um, and then from there, over the over the years and months, I just kind of started changing to filmmaker, I would say. Uh, stories got really big for me. I started writing a lot. Um, and just from like last year, everything kind of kicked off. And even though with quarantine and all, I still kept busy. And I was able to kind of get my way into, uh, yeah, like some scripts and stuff for some films for this year. So I love that. I mean, that's a powerful story right there. Uh, the fact that you know you had that side hustle like uh i think that that's something a lot of creators have in common just the fact that you know it's it's like uh i don't know with college you have to dive into the negative right to pay for college but as a creator you know you have to dive into the negative to purchase gear and figure that gear out and and it's just this continuous learning curve right and it, it's tough because with college you know what you're going to get out of it but with creation you you have no idea you might end up taking to it or you might not. And so it's always a, it's, it's a leap of faith. And that's what I love about it. Um, but it, it's one of those things that it's very easy to not get into if you don't have that desire or you, know, you don't put everything you have into it, you know? So I love that you, you did what you had to do. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's great. That's a great story. Yeah, man. I um, mean, um, just to add something, um, even though I'm only three years into this and just to where I'm at, um, I'm no far, like nowhere near to the top people I, I know or I have got the chance to meet. Um, but I mean, it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm still going through college. I'm still planning. I still don't even have my AA yet, but um, I'm literally like about there. It's just, um, but I will be finishing college. Uh, that's the main. Uh, I'm majoring in marketing management. Also, that just to add that. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, just you just got to keep going. I would just say that. So. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I was going to ask you, too, if uh, you were going to college or not. Do you think it's worth it for you, and why? Um, growing up in a family of kind of 50-50 uh, chance, meaning my dad uh, worked all his life, and he did whatever he can to get my mom, like like us, this house um, when they first got married. Uh, but he is, their family wasn't like that good in money, so that he couldn't afford college. On the other hand, my mom, she actually graduated from college at a really nice university and like did really good in schooling. So it's just kind of that that kind of back bounce of like, hey, like I know I could go without college and succeed in this career, um, but at the same time, just as a promise to them and just to me, it would be best in my opinion to at least major. I mean, at least graduate in majoring in a field I like. Um, and the reason why I don't major in photo or video, uh, nothing against it, it's just not my style of uh, majoring in that exact field. Uh, more so marketing management just because leading to social media managers um, or just kind of digital social media managing. Um, but um, yeah, I, th I think if you have the tools to do college, I 100% think you should go with it because you never know the amount of people you get to meet 
And um, if you don't have the tools, I mean, hey, I mean, there's literally the, it's 2021, the internet's out, like you have all social media, you have books, you have so many things you can use and tools just to, to learn more about it and kind of just like teach yourself, you know, there's tutorials, people like make that easy way and path for you. Um, but hey, like also college is not for everybody. You know, if college is your thing, I know some buddies already that literally didn't go through college and they're already, they're already out like filming and going to all these places like in Maldives and stuff. So it's possible for sure. You just have to dial down on what you want to do. Fair enough. I can respect that. Yeah. I, cause I've been struggling with the same thing. Like, um, with photo and video, I've been doing well. Uh, but being a veteran, I can get paid to go to school. Like I can literally get 2000 a month, you know, to cover all my bills and rent and everything just to go study. So I don't have to worry about anything. And so it's been one of those things that, you know, I've been kind of moldering over because if I, yeah, if I go to school, there's that possibility that my business could blow up instead. Right. And if, if my business isn't blowing up, well, you know, would it be doing better with school? So it's kind of that crossroads at this point. And I figured I'm going to take, you know, a year or two years, live in the RV, travel around and kind of uh, think it over. But moving on to another question I have for you, what's your favorite place to travel to and why? Um, I, I wish I could say internationally because if it's favorite place to travel to, then it would be definitely a place that's close to just go, always go to. Um, for that reason, it would probably be... Damn, you have some good questions. <laughs> um, Thank you. Yeah, I think it, it'd probably be Yosemite. Uh, even though how dull that sounds and how, like, it's, oh, it's a state park, or, I mean, sorry, national park. Uh, I've literally just been there over so many times over the past years with just different friends and just different, uh, just having good times, like, a lot. Like, went there for a crazy hike on New Year's Eve on 2018. We the government shutdown happened and we went like on a hike with vans like through the glacier road or hike i think it's called a four four mile hike but we just like it was completely packed out snow and just walking past people and saying happy new year's like it just it was just like a great moment and then just i've been on just so many like road trips and just like that's just a place that i've felt wholesome just going through and when i was younger like our family used to always go there so I, w- I would say Yosemite, even though it's from my house, like seven, eight hours, <laughs> but um, it's definitely a good place, I would say. See, uh, every time I see pictures from Yosemite, like it just looks stunning. It looks beautiful. That is one of the places that I am like unbelievably stoked to go to when I'm living in the RV. Once everything warms up, you know, around April, May, you know, somewhere around there. So I'm like super stoked about it. So, I, you know. Whatever your favorite re- or whatever your favorite place is to travel, you know, is your favorite place. That is what it is. Um, with that being said, though, do you have any travel tips or anything that you feel like helps you when you're road tripping? Um, out like for me, I'm probably the worst packer when it comes to trips, like international, whatever, whatever place to go to. I'm always packing last minute, like the night before. It's just for me that's helped me. <clears throat> like if I packed like two days beforehand. Um, I just would know I would forget something. So I always pack like literally the night before because I literally just helps me to keep dialed in. Um, yeah, I mean, you just take what you got to do. I mean, everybody runs off different energy sources. People run off a lot of food. Some people run off just snacks and water or Red Bull or Gatorade. You know, that's how I run. Uh, it's not good sometimes, but I mean, like, hey, if you can get a full meal in there somehow, like then you're, you're, you're chilling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when it comes to road trips, uh, just be creative. Don't like, you can definitely set a schedule of like what you want to aim for, but usually most of the times how I've shot and most things I post on Instagram or YouTube, we're literally just off my initial creative response to when I'm actually there. Uh, and nothing, it was in plan, nothing was intentional or most of it just came off when I was actually at home editing like the stuff from that place. Um, but I mean, just go have fun. Like that's the biggest thing out of all of this, even though how like, crazy business can be and how companies and some of them might be a little like stingy um just have fun with it all because literally just you doing that will work itself out no matter what so 
I like that. See, one of the easiest and hardest things for me as a creator, or for any a lot of people I know, like I'm I'm an I'm a very ambitious person for my age, especially like out here. I don't see a lot of people doing what I do, and I get like questions asking, you know, me certain things. But you know, one of the things that I really admire in somebody is that sense of adventure, that sense of wanderlust, that sense of just. You know, no matter the situation, no matter what's going on, they're able to have a positive mental attitude. They're able to make an adventure out of it and have a good time out of it. You know, if, if they're watching, you know, like I had a buddy come to me. I, I do stand-up comedy. And one of the shows, we like almost no one showed up because it was snowing. And so it was like empty. We had a lot of fun with it because we were able to just do whatever we wanted on stage and mess around. But it was only two comedians, uh, me and somebody else, and uh, like eight audience members. And then, you know, that's not what I'm used to. I'm used to like, 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 a not, I don't want to say a packed house, but like 40 people or something like that. And so it was, it was outside of my comfort zone, but I was hanging out with my buddy and he was able to turn that into an adventure. And I really admire that about people. So I really appreciate that you said that. Cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely, a, it's not very, very nice to uh, kind of focus around that a lot. So. Yeah. So you said you've been creating for three years. Um, yeah, and you said you've been kind of coming along pretty quickly, right? Yeah, uh, I would say just because uh, a lot of times I just forget my age and just kind of like how much time I have, just more so just focusing on each day. Yeah, I get that. I just always assume like like I know people are on the same age as me, but I don't really think of like age, you know? Like when I'm talking to somebody, they'll tell me, they're like, yeah, I'm 35. And I'm like, what? Because yeah, I just don't think about it. So I get that 100%. And, you know, the key to like, I mean, creating for three years and being able to create amazing things is setting goals for yourself as a creative. So how do you set goals for yourself as a creator? Um, I usually would start probably with short term. I kind of go off with like a three style kind of goal system. So I do short term, long term and then the possible goals. Um, but any, any, any of those goals can be really anything like simple stuff. Like short term would be like, hey, Make sure I get like most of my setup or clean my room this week. It literally can be chores. Like anything that you do in your day to stay productive or what you can do will literally boost up your like energy of like you feeling good. Sorry, my dog's in the background. He's like, he's a puppy. So he's like, yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. But yeah, I mean, like, you're, sh I literally just come across by having a journal. Um, I was never fond of having journals. It was just me. I always liked having it in my head and knowing 24-7 what I got to do. Um, but I got used to having a little journal just to write down what I need to do. Um, from there, I just started planning by week or planning, planning by what I got to do within that week. Um, so it could be, let's say, short term. I could be hey, I need to get these amount of videos done before Wednesday, or hey, I need to charge this or um, check on my camera or clean it tomorrow. Um, and then when it comes to long term, it could be, hey, next month, this would be really cool to learn this program or get more on this side or plan for this trip. Um, and then impossible goals would mostly just be ones that, are, that seem out of your reach, but definitely are in the area of like, oh, hey, this can be possible. And those are could be like working with the top creator or getting connections with the new person that kind of leads the path for international location. So, um, but yeah, it's just keeping a journal, staying busy. Usually that's the first thing I see in the morning, uh, is, um, you know, make your, make your desk space, your desk space or your workplace, something that that's fun and energetic. It could be getting those really cheap led lights on Amazon. Like I have, <laughs> Um, anything that just keep your, your just thought process going, listen to music, um, and just, yeah, I mean, that's probably the best way I, I see about doing it. So I love that this year for me, I've really gone back to the basics and I've decided that 2021 is the year that dreams come true, especially for me. Like I'm starting to make connections I never thought were possible. I'm starting to get things going and it's a little, um, I don't want to say a little late, but it's a little delayed. But now I'm getting back to that YouTube grind. Now I'm getting back to making podcasts such as this. Now I'm getting back to just doing all the things I love to do for and finding out the reasons why I love to do them. Like for the podcast, I love to help creators. I love to help people. I love to, you know, like 
Like I get a lot of, or I don't want to say I get a lot, but like I get questions about how I do, do what I do as a creator, right? Um, I know there's somebody out here that's trying to get started. And so if I can help one person, especially if they're, they're, they're immediate and immediately in my life, that's a very powerful thing. And so I, I like, I, I do these kind of like, uh, for the same reason, like, I don't know if you, you're familiar with jujitsu, right? Um, but what they'll do is they'll learn a belt and then after they learn that belt and they master that belt, right. And they get it. What they'll do is they'll teach it so they can cover both sides. So I love learning something, practicing it, picking it up and then teaching it because then I really feel like I, I make it a part of myself and I, I really like cover everything there is to cover on that topic, whether it's transitions, whether it's different cameras or whatever it is. And so, you know, I, I get that as far as the goals is very important to set those so that you stay on track with what you're trying to do, right? If you're trying to make YouTube videos weekly and you don't have any goals, you're going to fall off pretty quick. But if you have certain goals, if you're like, Hey, Monday, I'm storyboarding Tuesday, I'm starting to shoot, you know, I'm, I'm editing Thursday, we're going to knock it out Thursday and then post it on Friday or Saturday. You're good to go. And you just do that every week. And then eventually it gets just, just polished and cleaned up and then you know what to expect. And it doesn't take as long, right? With the more practice that you have. And so that's why I asked that. And then I'm going to lead you into the last question I have for you. What is the biggest breakthrough you've had as a creator, especially, you know, only creating three years? What kind of was a big breakthrough for you or maybe a big break? Um, that's recent. That's happened recently. I would say probably two years ago. So like literally within a year of me going into everything, it would probably be probably be movement. The watch company. Have you heard of them? Yeah, movement. Yeah, um, it'd probably be them. Um, I actually got started working in, into them once I hit Japan, like the first year I got into photo and video. Um, I literally at the time they're kind of like growing a lot um, uh, before they got bought out, like by a company. Um, but so around that time, I just kind of got a hold of a couple of watches with one of the guys, and then it actually ended up being like a year with them, just shooting a bunch. Like I wasn't getting paid; it was just more so me just doing it. And then from there, things kind of kicked off. So I ended up meeting um, a guy named Joseph Shaw, a really good dude, very humble. Uh, he's older than me, but he's just like a really genuine guy and a hard worker. Um, but yeah, I, he ended up being one of the photographers for Movement and leading some of their shoots. And so from there, I got to actually meet him in person. Um, and then I actually got to meet a guy I work very closely with now. He's the head of media for Movement named Robbie. And from being two years on the phone of never meeting him, but only just like sending photos back and, back and forth or talking over phone, um, finally got to meet him at a shoot. I think it was uh, end of 2018. I got to be like a PA on the Elemental Watch Collection for the release. Um, and that's when I just kind of got my name in there. And then from there, literally later that year, I ended up being able to help um, Robbie um, on the media side for their Facebook ads and helping with the, like the Black Friday, like actually going to the office. And like, that's like one thing I've never thought I would be doing, just seeing their, their, their stories of their HQ, their headquarters, like on Instagram. Never thought I'd be spending weeks and weeks actually in the headquarters and getting to learn how they work and how flexible or how like how much fun like to keep they keep how much like of a social like fun space to keep it there and just being there just kind of um i don't know it just made me very like i guess like humble just more so like appreciating everything you have and just kind of like what you work for and what's like your purpose kind of really behind what you do so yeah, I think uh, movement kind of just like helped me guide that direction. Then it actually just let me start meeting a lot of people that I'd never thought I'd get the chance to meet. People like from Hawaii, and then people from Japan, and and then just being in LA. I'm probably Chin Hills is probably like 35 to 40 minutes from LA, so it's not that far unless it's traffic. It's horrible, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean it. I literally then just started like recently. Um, I got to, I had the chance to, I think it was probably a year and a half ago. I got to meet a guy named Mitchell Mullins. Incredible dude. I literally just met him by asking him some questions. Cause at the yeah. time I was really, I think, I think I heard of him. What does he do? 
Uh, he's worked with a lot of people like Matt Como or Rob Stroke. Um, and then just now he's working with a lot with movement right now. Um, he's a photographer and I think he's a, he's most, mostly a filmmaker that like, um, very cool, like, uh, very cool style. But yeah, I, I had the chance to, to meet him and I literally just had questions and like questions about like financial stability. I'm still working for me today. I am still working that out. Um, it's, it's going higher than it did in the past two years, which is, which is a great thing to know going into this year. Um, but yeah, from there I got to meet him and then probably like the biggest to me, the probably the biggest project recently I got to be on was probably with him and a guy named Alex Broadsack from uh, New York. Um, I was on like there for as a uh, PA. Uh, I was changing just BTS stuff for my photos, but like mostly um, like production assistant for them. Uh, it was they were shooting a, a commercial for like a small video for Adobe. Um, so just to get to be on that set was just definitely huge because I definitely brought a lot more perspective into the projects that I kind of want to start putting in more this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been a ride for sure. I mean, constant up and downs, like that's the hugest struggle that, um, people today that are creators and some of that are wanting to be a creator is just, you have to know what is good and what is bad. Like you have to know how much you can risk and are you willing to risk it? And I've literally risked a lot. I've risked the me leaving swimming i've risked myself leaving fire uh like academies and uh, i literally just pay everything down of what i can just um yeah and then for like financial wise like you will get a lot of ups and downs like a lot of these companies i've i've worked for on instagram how i started with them even movement is just by doing stuff for free just doing whatever you can and doing your best at it and from there i promise you not if you do that consistently you will start getting higher paid gigs and some of them that where those people will tell other people. Um, but yeah, I mean, just on that note, I think probably the best way to look at it is just having a motto or a motto in life that you go by or what you can kind of see yourself doing consistently. Uh, for me, like my motto is I call it the three P's. It's kind of, <laughs> kind of sounds dumb, but um, the three P's meaning passion, uh, patience and pers uh, persistence, um, just having that kind of all around base around you of working always consistently being very like patient. Um, cause a lot of these things that do come up when you become a creative or when you want to get into this kind of work field, there, there's a lot of patience required. And sometimes things may not come the way you think they will, or some may take a little bit longer but it's just having that patience and having that just kind of like, okay, I, I got to keep working no matter how long this is going to take or, um, and then, yeah. And then passion, just having that full on passion of like what you love through the times that you don't want to work through the times of how long the work takes or just the amount of like long hours you spend on an actual location is just finding any way to any little thing to just make you happy, you know, like small things just to make your job fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, that's probably not the only breakthrough, hopefully, you know, um, but that was definitely a huge hit to where I am today. And just from there, I have literally got to meet so many radical people throughout my life um, from all walks of life, just throughout different regions or in my area. And definitely proud of that because that's definitely without them, I wouldn't be here where I am today. Dude, that's, that's like amazing. amazing. There's so much to unpack there, honestly. Uh, one, I like the the PPP thing, the uh, patience, persistence, and passion. I love that. That's a, that's a good, a good like um, a good thing to keep in mind, right? Just like gratitude, make sure that you keep and you, you you keep upbeat instead of getting down on yourself. Like, what what did somebody say? They said that uh, if you're grateful for something, it's impossible to be, you know upset by what you don't have and so yeah that's crazy and so you know working with movement how did that come about you said you're just doing free work then yeah at the time they they were just like i literally just messaged them i literally dm'd them at the time like direct message um and i was like hey this is who i am this is what i want to do hey can i use some of your product and take it with me and a lot of locations I had were just Oregon, Japan, and then I ended up going to Thailand. And um, I just had a brain like dumb moment. <laughs>
No, you're good. So with the, with the traveling, like, did they pay for that, or did you have to pay for that? So the past travels I had, um, 2017 was Japan, 2018 was yeah. Hawaii and um, Thailand. Those were paid for, like, like all my expenses, but I did not get paid. So um, a lot of the times that that comes up, you would think you want to get paid, but you have to do whatever you can to get in there, you know, like within the respect of those people that spend a lot of money, like you need to put whatever you can or how much you need to put a lot of work down for that way, the money they spend, they feel good about what they get, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, those places were, were, um, they were, they were, uh, they, they were amazing for sure. Um, I, everything was paid for and, um, yeah. And then, yeah, sorry, the question about movement. Yeah. I mean, from there, I literally just stayed on two years, literally exactly two years of just uh, sending photos to them, sent them so many watches and just back and forth. And then from there, it just kind of, it just went on the guy head of media. When I met him at that shoot, he was like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to come to the office? Um, one time. And I literally went, I felt bad. I felt weird. Cause I was like, you know, like, so everybody's like working at the office and you're like, wait, do I go in or do I not? You know? And yeah, yeah I literally just got like the people they're literally who they are like they're really raw they're really humble everybody on the team is really nice and just walked in there and just got to see exactly every corner of the office of what they do and uh, why they do it and um yeah just from there i gotta also be on like another shoot um i think it was for i can't remember exactly the other one i got to be in oh the legacy shoot so i gotta be a bts i gotta do bts photos and video um and also a PA for, it was their legacy campaign recently. Um, so I was on the shoot for when we were at Cuts Clothing and uh, 12 Tribe. Um, so that was really cool. Um, but I'm still really close to them. Um, I still work really cool. I actually just shot like uh, his brother's wedding recently um, with COVID and everything. So um, yeah, I mean, that's it really. So, Dude, that's epic. And I just realized where I know the name Mitchell Mullins. I actually, I'm I'm having a podcast episode with him next Wednesday. Small world, right? <laughs> Dude, it's a small world. And that's one thing I've noticed with the creator community is that it's like a pool. All your favorite creators and everybody you look up to is in the same kind of pool, right? You'll go and you'll meet up with somebody that you're like, man, I'm hanging out with like, Mitchell Mullins, you said he was shooting with all these other guys. Well, it might lead to meeting those other guys and everything else. And it's it's a double-edged sword because some of the creators that you, you look up to or, or, or just uh, I'm talking to the audience in gen- general here, but a lot of the creators that you look up to you know, are really cool dudes. Like um, someone that I'm trying to connect with is Roy Kramer, right? It seems like an outstanding dude. But then there's other creators that are just like iffy, like – the only people that hit them up want something and then it's just hard to connect with them. And when you connect with them, there's just this like disconnect, right? They don't, they don't look at you as a peer. They look at you as like a fan. And so it's like I said, it's a double edged sword and, but it's just, it's so crazy how important it is to make connections in the creator community. One and two, how small of a world it is in the creator community. Cause I mean, it looks like there's like everybody and their mom's a creator, right? It looks like there's so many amazing people out there on Instagram but what you don't realize is you're seeing the best of the best right and so if you can come anywhere near that you're at the top tier right there's a lot of people that are shooting decent photos that just they're not making any money they're not sustaining it and they're not doing anything within within the industry they're just doing it for fun you know yeah I mean yeah to add on that for sure man like meeting these people is definitely like it's definitely cool meeting on how they do and how like what they do for their like their passion and throughout like like all the names you see on Instagram like when I first got into this field I was lucky enough to just actually meet Sam Calder in person and that was just through by movement through one of the guys that he like one of the guys that worked for him at the time and but that wasn't that wasn't the perspective I had even for even till today like all these people I've gotten to meet all these connections through like people it was either the people who they are or people that work for them it's more so just being down to earth with these people and as like just a friend and having that relationship with them is literally has literally covered it literally just blackouts like 
who they are as like oh, like their work like oh hey that's only I care about no like literally like just being one on one with them all the time and like I've literally had so many talks with Mitchell like like deep talks like we went on hikes and stuff we got coffee just very normal things you know and that's like that's what it's all about uh even today like no matter how far you get no matter how well you are um, out there with photo or video or whatever you do just the people you meet and the connections you you kind of create not connections yes of course through business and of course through like what you want to do but at the same time, making like relationships with those people, like personal relationships, is just probably the best thing I would say out of all of this I've done. Like out of all the work I've got to do and all the places I've been to, the people are really what it comes down to for me. So, yeah. Well, I love that, man. I just I I, I agree wholeheartedly. Like like uh, I had this discussion with somebody yesterday on a podcast episode, and it was just you know when you come up with people, uh, you you you. You can either come off as a peer, right, as somebody that like works in the industry with them, alongside them, um, maybe just at a different level, or you can come off as a fan, right? But if you come off as a fan, you can never be their peer. They're going to always look at you as somebody that just, you know, looks up to them. And then there's this power shift, right? They don't, they don't, they don't treat you with the same. Not, not to say they don't, they're not respectful to you or they're not nice to you, right? But they don't treat you with the same like courtesy that they would their peer they're not going to sit there and spend the time to try to like mentor you or try to teach you some stuff if you're just a fan if you're just a fan you know they get they get tons of those they get tons of those dms and those messages and everything with people saying that hey you know we love your work yada 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 they get that all the time and so one of the best things you can do is just you know like like you said just be down to earth be in the moment and then just just be yourself, right? Because then they're going to look at you and be like, okay, I see what this guy's doing. Because if you just try to impress somebody, right, you, it, it comes off. You can tell. It's like this energy, right? You can feel it. It's not a good energy to feel. But if you're being yourself and doing what you need to do, you know, that, that's a lot more respectable. Even if they don't necessarily like it, right? If you have like a high energy or if you're just like, you know, always positive or something like that, then that's something that's good to be around, right? regardless of where you're at because a lot of these guys you know i'd imagine sam colder has to work pretty hard to stay inspired and with everybody reaching out to him you know and with his business doing the way it is like it, it must be pretty tough to you know keep that reason in his head why he started in the first place and so one of the ways you could add value is just by being that reminder right when he sees that like sense of wonderment in in in, in like your eyes or my eyes or something like that he might be like man that's what it was like to be a beginner that's why i started doing this you know and that could be the value that you add it could be it could be any number of things but just something to keep in mind yeah i mean it's all really it's all about for sure like it's the really background of everything um yeah i mean so to whoever's watching this like my best buds i don't know if they're gonna watch it but to john from hawaii and then to skylar tally my buddy and then DDC, like, those three guys are literally, like, the most humble dudes, like, I've got to meet throughout my life. Like, and what, and just to see the, how much hard work they put down and on their healthy living style and who they are and just, like, their worth ethic is just kind of, like, you know, it, it inspires you, you know. Like, to me, the biggest thing I've came across today is not seeing how much, like, I've come far. Yes, giving myself gratitude at times, but more so seeing other friends succeed is, like, the probably the biggest cool and the coolest thing I've, I think I've came across. So, yeah, well, when one person succeeds, you all succeed, right? Because if they get a big like opportunity and they need a second shooter, who are they going to call? They're going to call you. They're going to call, you know, the people that were there, you know? And, um, I mean, I agree. Oh, goodness gracious. I did what you did. I lost my train of thought. Um, but shoot. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, yeah, I mean, um, I have a question for you. Can I throw a question at you? Oh yeah. All, All day, day long. long. All right. Um, who, who you are today, right? Yeah. If you give yourself 10 years, where do you see, where do you see yourself being? And, um, who do you think you would be with? Like, uh, do you think you just keep doing you? Do you think hopefully find like, like, um, I don't, do you have a girlfriend right now or no? No, 
I actually cut something off with somebody because of the RV so that I can go live my life, um, you know, just, just unapologetically me and not for someone else. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you see yourself in 10 years? What do you see yourself being where you're at or what you're doing or what you want to continue doing or yeah, let's say that. Fair enough. So I've actually looked at five years where I see myself in five years, but in 10 years, I would say what I'm going to kind of expect for myself is to have those connections in the industry to be traveling like, like at different periods of the year to, if it's Indonesia, if it's, if it's Bali, if it's, it's, if it's India, wherever it is, I'm going to be going on those like meetups, you know, like, uh, something that I look forward to all year long internationally and just get different countries under my belt. Uh, I've got a lot of projects that are coming up soon. So the big thing is having those connections, having those people, making that impact. I see myself with uh, you know a, a good following. I don't want to say huge or, or anything like that, but I see myself affecting people, making impacts. I see myself finally starting a nonprofit organization, in 10 years anyway, right? Uh, having a nonprofit to, to help, uh, I don't know if I'm going to help, you know, people create and do like a, a co-working agency that rents out gear to, to aspiring creators, or I don't know if I'm going to do a program that helps, helps veterans, uh, transition into the real world. Cause that's, that's a very tough thing to do. Uh, but I want to do something along those lines and hell, maybe that even changes, but I want to do something as far as a nonprofit goes and have one of those, like what you're talking about, those workspaces that's very fun to be around you know something where you can work very hard but at the same time there's a hammock and and there's an acai bowl like like place where you can just go and just chill right and you can just like unwind decompress and i want to have you know my business scaled uh into you know where i've got several employees or you know maybe even a whole team and a whole culture to things i want to be doing road trips like i love what road trip nation does um, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they ride around the country and go on road trips in RVs and, and interview these great people. And so I see myself doing a lot of different things, you know, potentially. Um, but more than anything, just kind of sticking with, you know, what I love to do and only doing things for, for that reason, right? Like not pushing into starting a, a new business because it's going to make it profitable, but because it feels like what's right to me. Because I strongly believe, like one of my belief systems right now is that if you're good enough at something, the money will come, right? There's a reason There's a reason people with red cameras get paid so much, right? When you're good enough at something, the money will come. Money is abundant, right? Like there, there's so much money out there. I can drive around the neighborhoods where I live right now and just see RV everywhere, campers everywhere. All these things I've never noticed before because I've never had an RV, right? That means that all those people have extra money to spend. All those people were able to like buy that and then just, you know, a lot of them are deteriorating. So it shows me they've had that extra money to spend and they're not even utilizing what they spend the money on. And so it's just, it's crazy when you think about it like that because, you know, financially maybe I struggle once or twice or occasionally, right? But I know that I'm going to be good as time goes on, I know that money is abundant. I know it's coming to me. I know that the energy I, re- I uh, reflect is going to be what I attract. And I know that I'm going to be doing amazing things in 10 years, probably beyond, you know, my current imaginations. I don't know where I'm going to be living. Maybe it's New York City. Maybe it's L.A. Maybe, you know, whatever it is. But I see myself doing some pretty big things and um, shifting a lot of the paradigms that I have right now. Cool, man. Yeah, that that's, uh, that's good to hear. I mean... Like going coming from the podcaster himself, it's definitely like uh, it's definitely good for to hear for, like newer people, and I'll definitely keep uh, I'll spread this for on my story for sure for uh, other people Thank to you. know about it. Yeah, of course, always. Um, yeah, I mean that that's uh, I would say that's what it's all about. Really, it's just uh, coming down to how much work you put in to what you love doing. It just all depends on who you are and what you do when no one's like looking like like I've spent probably in the past four months with COVID and quarantine happening of I literally spent so many hours like of my day even at night like you if you you got to do whatever you can to kind of get where you want to be and I've spent so many hours from like 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. in the morning just editing and editing and learning um, and then, yeah, I messaged you about one of the topics and one of the topics was for me as an upcoming creator of 
where I wanted to be all depended on like, I wish I knew more about learning other fields. And what I mean by that is like, yeah, once I first started travel photo and video, um, I got to learn Adobe uh, programs. I got to learn After Effects, you know, like the simple stuff. But I wish I had the time and I wish I put, I mean, of course everybody has time, but I mean, I wish I put more time and effort into learning animation or learning about 3D models and stuff. Reason is behind that is just more so like the work today I can find with that that I'm already doing. Like I've already like spent the past months like learning 3D animation or I've learned Logic Pro like about music and and it's definitely brought like a whole new perspective and it's like kind of just riding your training wheels on the bike again, you know? Um but I would just I would say that like when when you first start, do whatever you can. Um I literally had a talk with a guy from Xbox. Like who knew? Like somebody that I've literally played six years of Xbox with since I was younger. I've never met. I literally he literally came to me like last week about hey like I don't know what I want to do but I have this interest in engineering how can I pursue that and I literally spent like two hours with him on like Xbox live party talking to him like hey hey uh tutorials on YouTube hey there's these books or hey my brother does like my brother does a code he's a coding engineer so I told him what he does and I had my brother send me some like breakdowns for him and it yeah I mean it literally um it literally helped it's really cool to like use that information to help others, you know, because like, for me, like, when I started, it's like, um, I, people gave me the help I needed, and they kind of, like, get, believed in what I, what I could do, and what I want to do, and so, for me today, to give back that, uh, to the people that, even that are watching this, is definitely, um, I don't know, it's just really cool, I think teaching is always a really cool thing, so. Well, one thing, we're gonna wrap it up after this, uh, this has been a great podcast episode, you know, um, but I just want to end on this note. One thing that makes me proud to be a creator, right, is the fact that when when a creator sees somebody struggling with something that they struggled with for so long, they are one of the first people to help, right? If you're sitting there and you're like, wow, why are my images always underexposed? They're going to be the first ones to help you. They're going to be the ones to teach you that, that the image on the LCD screen on the camera versus the computer are two different images. They're going to be the ones to tell you never delete an image until after you've put it up in post because you never know what you can get with the, you know, with the image that you have. They're going to be the first ones to help you through all that. And what I love too is the, the bigger a creator gets, the more humble they get because they realize how many levels there are to it. Um, you know, like when, when, when you're Rory Kramer, right, it would be very easy to be arrogant. I, I'm not sure how he is. I've never met him, right? But just as an example, somebody who seems to be toward the top, Right. But I'm sure he's sitting there looking at all these Hollywood directors and all these people making documentaries and these people making more money and creating, you know, more than he does. And he realizes that and he's able to sit down and, and it, it allows that to humble him. So I've noticed that the, the bigger the creator is, right, the more humble they are usually. Of course, there's exceptions that rule, but those things make me so proud to be a creator. Like, seriously. Um, yeah. I mean, there's there's four different types of. I, I I I don't know if I'd call it like yeah four levels of leadership right or or actually we're gonna go do five stages of development right there's the unconscious incompetence that's where you start you don't know how bad you are at something right and so this is the levels everybody goes through then there's conscious incompetence as you start going you realize how much there is to learn and how much you really don't know and then you have to practice to develop new skills and then there's conscious competency you start to see that you're starting to gain an understanding in what you do and you start developing some confidence then there's an unconscious competency, right? Your, your mem muscle memory is there, the confidence is high, and you're off to the races. That's where things truly start to come to fruition for you, and that's where dreams come true. And then you get unconscious mastery, confidence in all areas of your skills, and that's the zone that, that everybody's trying to reach, right? That's the zone where you are the best of the best at what you do, and now it's time to teach, you know? And so... I think as we go up these levels, right, like you don't know what you don't know when when you're, you know, when you don't know how stupid you are to be a little more brash, right? It's very easy to be arrogant and be like, oh, creating's easy, you know, and, and just kind of shit on it. And then all of a sudden you reach a level where you're like, oh, maybe I was wrong. There is quite a bit to this, right? 
and then it humbles you, right? Every level humbles you because then by the time you start thinking you're one of the best or, or you're doing great things, you look at somebody else that's doing twice as much with half as much as you. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. that's uh, that's definitely a good and better way to put it for sure. And definitely, hopefully somebody out of this podcast um, definitely gets some way out of it. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely in there for sure. All the, all the wording for sure about exactly the best breakdown for it. So, well, I'm going to end the podcast here with this one thing, right? Uh, I want First of all, I want to say thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being on here. Thank you for this amazing, you know, conversation about some amazing things. Yeah, yeah of course, man. It's it definitely, like, it's always, I've been interviewed through, like, blog posts and stuff, and I've seen, like, I've seen, like, podcasts and stuff, and it's definitely, like, probably the coolest thing to have you, like, interview me on this. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate it for... Uh, your time and on this podcast and hopefully somebody that's watching this can get some way out of it on how to be a creator or how to pursue a full-time career in in uh photography or in videography so perfect well where can people find you right like i don't know if you want to plug whatever you want to plug now's the time yeah people can find me on instagram at zachaniah uh, z-a-c-h-a-n-a-y-a um i have a youtube same thing and then twitter same thing so i keep it very simple <laughs> Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I mean that's it, and um, I would say for the people watching, because some people I will put this to the people on those platforms. So the people that do know me, there is a special project I have coming this year. The script has finally been finished, and it's about thirty-one, thirty-nine scenes. Um, it's a short film. It's probably my biggest project um, I've been working on in the past months and getting dialed in. But the short film is called Pharaohs. Um, it's about, it's a sci-fi vintage, um, story. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, kind of excited about it, but, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about it. But, uh, hope you guys, uh, yeah, hope you guys get something out of it. So perfect. I better be one of the first people you send it to. Oh, I'm dude, super I, stoked I, about I promise it. you not. I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, seriously, let me know about it. Yeah, of and course. we're going to end this podcast on the idea that, you're one break away from what you want, right? If you're a creator and you're listening up to this point, first of all, I want to say thank you for listening and also keep pushing through because you're one break away from making your dreams come true, right? You're, 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 you're one break away. Think about that. If you work with that one person you want to work with, that could be what propels you into that, that field and makes you that money. If, if you work for that brand, if you, if you get that one break, that one grant, you know, anything could happen, right? But you're one break away for making all your dreams come true. Thank you for listening.